Curse of Verloc, UOV. This is Air Doctor Verloc here. Can everybody hear me? Good. This is a self-interview with questions I have been posed time and again. And so we're going to talk about villainy, comic book supervillains, and goodness. Oh yes. Let us begin. So we have the first question. In not so many words, what is good? Well, you feel it in your heart, or you don't. We really can't measure that feeling from a textbook standard, you know? But I think just about everyone in his right mind knows that feeling of what is good or not. Let's move on. What is the difference between good and objective goodness? My goodness. <laughs> As I've stated previously, you feel inside your heart chakra, your heart center, that is, what is good or what is offensive to the heart. Now, objective good is relative to society and what society conceives of as being its meaning. And it can be quantified in a textbook of sociology, the latter, which typically sets the standards for the norm. Does the heart know better? Well, even with the best intentions, a society can do harm to its citizen by being suppressive of individuality. We've seen this happen in societies where Islam oppresses women's human-born rights to be free, loving, and pursue self-purpose, happiness, is not joy the true nature of the soul? Albeit, well, our heart can tell us if our society or its governing power is in a position of wrongdoing. Next question. Society is always wrong. Why is this? Well, the key to rightfulness is in the experiences of a person individually and what you project upon others. If one cannot take counsel of his or her own senses, if one cannot fathom his or her reality from the powers of his or her own faculties, then there is only the group mind that we are left with to contend with, to reflect upon, and that is objective. As that group mind is the easiest type of mind to control, how can we be sure of the intentions of its controllers? Are they good? As we have observed throughout our history of this planet, the hive mind, the group mind, the power of religious dogma, socialism, communism, racism, you name it, whatever it is, all collectivism should be superficial at best, material. That is to say, when we work with something like computations, computers, libraries, storage facilities, then the so-called collective has its place. But in the lives of a human being, 
there is no place for a collective immediately. That having been said, society is always wrong because it cannot think for itself. Why that is should be obvious to a psionics wizard or a comic book supervillain. The collective or society is nothing more than a dreamed up and agreed upon massive drum roll please thought form. It's a construct, ladies and gentlemen. Next question. Why is the comic book supervillain so attractive to fans of psionics and magic? Shouldn't that be obvious? Well, if it isn't, listen. When one realizes that the objective reality of good and goodness relies heavily upon strong conditions of isolation, perimeters set in place for a society's boundaries, parameters for a system, and essentially the agreed-upon good living inside of a bubble world, then the individual begins to contemplate while inside his or her fish aquarium. What is freedom if all that is good must be contained? What is freedom if all that is good must be contained? Think of it, really. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the darkness of outer space. I'm paraphrasing from something written by H.P. Lovecraft in his book The Call of Cthulhu. This blue and green world is good because it is contained. lest everything drift into outer space, free. Yet it can never be free without bending the laws of physics. Now, quantum computing may be the key to truly exploring space travel, uh, for example, as opposed to the, you know, the now popular Musk SpaceX rockets, which, by the way, that's a lot of rocket fuel day in and day out, among other materials, don't you think? Yeah, now I can imagine that group, We Don't Have Time, coming out with their spin on uh, SpaceX rockets just because I said so. <laughs> Next question, what is the potential for overall world peace? humanity's meaning and civilization's purpose on a cosmic scale even yeah albeit on a cosmic scale let's not even imagine global now let's go cosmic okay but hey people have these questions i shall answer it as it is we shall never know peace as it were we shall never know peace as it could be. Therein lies the potential for something rather like peace. But let us first come to a realization that the idea, the concept of peace is different for everyone, while the idea or the concept of war is downright universal to all people. Why is this? 
you know this contrast between war and peace is frighteningly curious as a clue to the nature of our species thus as to the second part of the question that being what is humanity's meaning I can only assume that it is to create conflict perhaps we were created as an inexhaustible source of amusement to alien gods who knows no but I mean in all seriousness I firmly believe that it is at the level of mind and my new mindfulness methods through a universe of psionics that is a universe of Roloch in web 3 and the more so aiming at brain to machine technology I've talked about uh, the BCI and the MMI and EEGs that we will begin the journey to discover what is relatively peaceful by relative I mean that which is directly parallel to the nature of an individual operating in the UOV platform, the universe of Rilok. From there, we can gather data, albeit the synthetic data created from our constructs, very creative fun stuff, to determine what could be a better world, albeit universally globally let's not bite off more than we can chew <laughs> and I think that the latter answers the last question at least in part that being what is civilization's purpose on a cosmic level you know I might interject here that civilization is a collaborative effort I don't want to say collective I want to say collaborative as a system uh, therefore, we would have to be classified as objective good. That civilization would be classified as objective good or objective evil. Though I do not intend to suggest that uh, we must label a society by its extreme... I meant to say... It's not my intention to give the suggestion that we have to label any society by its extreme tendencies but rather that we should understand the difference between spiritual truth and the animal nature of the world we are indeed temporarily confined to I say temporarily because uh, by a technology and magic we can uh, establish a recipe for freedom but if these realizations uh, help us to understand the basis of human experience, that is, uh, the realizations that we're speaking of help us to come to a comprehensive understanding of human experience. I think that the development of VPM, the Verloc Sinics Metaverse, and the Verloc uh, psionics uh, content ported to a cloud system in web 3 platform will open the doors to freeing us while at the same time maintaining uh, order over the basic fundamentals of existence
in a new world of perhaps what might be called telemancy or in layman terms the remote presence existence or existence outside of the conceived of self in a brain to computer augmented and virtual holographic reality let's face it the nature of the universe is holographic lords and ladies thanks to Michael Talbot for pointing that out to us in his book the holographic universe I read that back in the uh, either the late 80s or the early 1990s at the moment we need to resolve things here on the ground before we can fly off into the great mystery of our creative universe So now, why do I usher people to join the Verloc Club? Well, it's really, it's a psionics club. I just call it the Verloc Club because I created it, right? Well, there's no time like now to get into the club and say hello to Air Dr. V. As we evolve, we'll have new means of interaction through Web3 and spatial technologies. But in the meantime, and sometimes it's a good thing not to rush off too fast. You know, tap the ground with a stick before we cross that old wooden bridge into the future. I think that it is important for the student of psionics to firstly train up individually, privately, isolated, explore the intricacies of your own mind before expanding outward into the broader and more diverse universe waiting for air doctor students out there. Psionics gives you self-empowerment, which then in turn allows you to see the world from a free individual's perspective, while, albeit at the same time, it lends to your vision the ability to understand the necessity of certain rules in a system for maintaining those privileges which should be privileges uh, for all humans to possess and to experience. I mean, the key word here is experiences. But I want you to train up before you go out and have those external experiences. Or in the future, we'll call these universal experiences. Moreover, you'll be able to emphasize privileges for everyone on the planet when you have Sanic's power, while at the same time suppress the powers of tyrants who seek to take that power away from you. You do this with your magic and your psi training, your Sanic's technology. Now, I do believe this concludes our interview questions for this uh, evening. Lords and ladies, do not forget that my Psionics Academy is now 50% off. That's one half slash the price all October long. Watch the full video course while this offer lasts. Also, delve into the Soul Keeper combo. Want to read about that? I'm sure you do. And this combo, the Soul Keeper combo, goes well beyond the powers of necromancy commanding the ghost energies of the universe because you know that behind the laws of physics everything is paranormal deeper down it's supernatural and you can get this now at drillock.com shop 
Thank you for joining me, lords and ladies. It has been my honor to be your not-so-humble host this evening. And until next time, I want to remind you all to keep the magic high. This is Air Doctor, signing out. Thank you.